Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hoskin Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, I hope you're still there. I know I've been neglecting you for a few weeks, but uh, let's uh, get it on. Um, and uh, we'll get it on with Tim Dow just as a little warm up before you know, I hit you with the full Hosk. Because nobody wants to be hit with the full Hosk this early in the year, especially not the full Hosk. Um, but I tell you what, we are heading you with a new Prime Minister. It couldn't have worked out any better for Labour, and by the same token, probably couldn't have worked out much worse for National. Jacinda Ardern's timing in stepping down gives her replacement a full nine months run at the job. And the replacement process concluded quickly, cleanly, saves Labour the painful business of a leadership contest, a membership vote, and having to get a win approved by the unions. This wasn't really an alternative to uh, Chippy, with Grant Robertson ruling himself out right from the get-go. I've seen him, this is Mr Hipkins, described as the fix-it minister, Uh, but to be honest, I'm struggling to figure out what he has fixed. Education, not that flash right now. Truancy rates never higher. The Polytechnic merger, dog's breakfast. Two-thirds of students can't write properly, according to the NCEA pilot. But we all know how to fix that. Just drop the pass rate and suddenly they're all brilliant. Hipkins is also the so-called fix-it minister of police, taking over from Porto. Can you see any improvement there? Well, no, me neither. Uh, As Minister for Public Service, he's presided over a massive blowout in the number of officials, bureaucrats and spin doctors. So we get a new face as Prime Minister, but does anything really change? Does anything actually improve? Hipkins may be the front man. But who holds the real power within Labour rights now? We'll see that over the next weeks and months. We'll see just how much of a difference he can make. So far, I've not heard many people suggesting that he's got enough in the tank to reverse Labour's fortunes. But I'm not so sure of that. New Zealanders have fallen in love with a show pony once before, so who's to say that won't happen again? Uh, but, you know, just to show that we're fair and balanced, uh, Tim then went back on all of that uh, with this comment piece, I think. Chris Hipkins, obviously not a man who's afraid of a challenge, got to respect that. Taking on the role of Prime Minister will be his biggest one yet. Quick refresher. The last One News Cantar poll put Labour five points behind National and still sinking at 33. The Nats clawed their way another point higher in the December result to 38. Add in Acts 11, that gives you 49, enough for a secure majority in the House. The left, Labour and the Greens 42. But a lot can change over a Christmas holiday. And, my word, a lot has. It is going to take a bit more than that, though, isn't it, to turn the tide? The advantage Hipkins has is that his party is in office right now. So it can take direct action and it can be done quite quickly. But what can he actually do to reduce the impact of inflation? This is the killer. Those crippling mortgage payments more people will be feeling the closer we get to the election... Mm, Not so much. It's all very well to say this is the focus of our attention, but just staring at something doesn't fix it. Something else to actually steer things in a different direction is needed, especially when so many workers say we need a pay rise. He could cut taxes for low-income families, maybe. Fact is, though, half the population effectively (laughs) pays no income tax right now. He could cut GST on food, but, I mean, that's just ridiculously unaffordable. He could raise benefits again 
but that's not going to fly with those of us who do pay tax. If Hipkins wants to appeal to the hearts and minds of mainstream New Zealand, he'd need to unwind three, four, five borders, dump the Māori Health Authority, income insurance, gotta go. Fix immigration, come down hard on crime. It's no smaller. So there you go, we've got Tim saying that great timing and could easily work for Labour, and then him saying that Chris Hipkins has got his work cut out for him and could be, you know, more of a challenge than he's up to. Um, what about you guys? What What do you think? You, you, which side are you on? Some of your texts this morning. Thank you very much. Smart move by Labour, says this one. My theory, there is a rift between Labour and the Māori caucus, so Jacinda falls on her sword and leaves because she can't control them. New PM's willing to front up and say no to some aspirations, and having a Samoan deputy leader pulls the rug out. The evidence Hipkins says they'll be dropping some of those things that don't need doing at the moment. That will be Hepuapua, three waters in the broadcasting merger, getting voters back on site, holding back the Māori caucus push for co-governance. Look, I think there is a lot of truth in what you're saying, apart from one major slight, hit, what major or slight, which is it? It's it's a slight hiccup. We'll call it a slight hiccup. That being that three waters has already got royal assent. So it's already gone to the Governor-General, and that big chunk of it has been pushed through. Now, uh, whatever Mr Hipkins might be up to, I don't uh, foresee that he will be dialing it back completely. He won't be repealing it, although, as you're probably aware, National has said quite um, assuredly that that is what they will be doing. Uh, another one here. Does the very excited media think we voters are stupid and dumb? No, we do not. We know you're not. Chris Hipkins was a big player in Jacinda Ardern's reign, agreeing with Labour policies and agenda and direction. What has changed? All the other team Jacinda players are still there, and so is the nearly six-year record of failure to deliver. Put it how you feel, and the Labour government, all the Labour government has done, has put a smiley, fast-talking guy at the helm and hope that we will forget the disaster Labour has become. Cheers, says Leslie. So there you go, a couple from either side of the fence there. Oh, oh so it begins. I mean... <laughs> No, I think nine months is long enough, isn't it? You can make a whole human being in nine months. Can't be that hard to win an election, is it? Um, now, the interesting thing, I, I, yeah, you may or may not have noticed that I haven't been around for a few weeks. Uh, and during that time, I've ignored the news completely. I completely ignored the fact, for example, that um, Jeremy Clarkson said something stupid about uh, Meghan Markle and got into trouble for it and lost all his jobs. That was one story I missed completely. I also missed this... Uh, uh, compelling sausage mystery uh, from Waiheke as well. Something that has been a little eclipsed over the weekend by the political developments has been the Waiheke sausage scandal, which uh, is something that personally I want to know an awful lot more about. Somebody is going round Waiheke Islands uh, with uh, bits of bread and tomato sauce and sausages and leaving them in people's letterboxes overnight. And at first it seemed to be a bit of a random thing. It just popped, you know, somebody go down to the letterbox in the morning to get their Herald or whatever, and there's a sausage wrapped in a bit of bread with tomato sauce. Now, I'd be very disappointed if that was me because I prefer mustard uh, with mine. There's no sign of onions either. But why, why not both? 
Well, you've, mustard and onions. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, and tomato with sauce. Your sausage. Oh no. No, never, never thought of that. Uh, but you just have to wonder where this is going. Uh, it's not a, entirely a what about, random. Do we thing. add barbecue sauce into the equation, or uh, n- I've no evidence. I want more information on the barbecue sauce uh, front. But it's a fascinating thing. It's been going on now since April, and one of the first victims has said that actually he's been hit more than once. He's been he's a target. And they are literally, he gets sausaged up at least once a month, he reckons, at the very bare minimum. At first he thought it was just somebody who was drunk, (laughs) who'd misplaced their dinner. Uh, But then, of course, when it happens more than once, you think, well, somebody's got a bit of a uh, drinking problem or something else is going on and there's some kind of prank here. Then uh, Peter, people have started posting photos of the sausages as they appear in their letterboxes. And I just wonder uh, what the motivation is here, what point is trying to be made, and we need to do a lot more research on this subject to get a little bit further into what is going on uh, with the sausages being left in the letterboxes in Waiheke. And I noticed that it, they even went to the trouble, I think the stuff reported this, went to the trouble of reaching out to Sir Peter Leach, who, as you probably know, lives on Waiheke, uh, claims no responsibility for this whatsoever. It's not a kind of sneaky sausage promotion of any kind, and uh, he has yet to be targeted. So if you haven't had one, you're probably feeling a bit left out and, you know, wondering, wondering uh, maybe walking down the letterbox every morning thinking maybe today's the day that I get my sausage left in the letterbox. And then... What next? Where does it go from here? Sausages are all very well. Uh, but after a while, you're going to want a bit of schnitzel, aren't you? And uh, maybe a, a burger with a bit of cheese and all the rest of it in your letterbox. The possibilities are endless. I think it's perfectly obvious what's happened here. These are secret sausages. Uh, this is like somebody's gone to you know Bunnings or the warehouse or wherever it's got the sausage sizzle going on Waiheke. Is there a warehouse on Waiheke? I feel like there might be. Um, yeah, maybe there isn't. Anyway, they've gone somewhere where they're doing a sausage sizzle and they've, got, and they've gone, ha-ha, I can, uh, I've got a bit of change in my pocket, I can have a secret sausage, uh, and my other half will never have to find out. And then they're wandering down the road, uh, sco- about to scoff their secret sausage, and then the spouse, the better half, is coming a lot they've seen them coming along the road and they've oh no quick I've got to get rid of my secret sausage and they've just stuffed it into the mailbox I think that's obviously what's happened there um, and this is no this is not the voice of experience talking I would never stuff a secret sausage the more I'm saying this out loud now the worse it sounds so I'll stop talking uh, that was uh, the first uh, rewrap for the year there um, just scraped in in January (laughs) the week left and uh, we'll see you back here for another one tomorrow Uh, less secret sausage talk maybe see you then